This is Scott Becker with the Becker Business Minute, the Becker Private Equity Podcast. Thrilled today to visit with Travis Perry, Dr. Travis Perry. And Dr. Perry is going to talk to us about the Make Time Institute, what he does, what he's most focused on this year, what we should know, and a lot more. Dr. Perry, can you take a moment and introduce yourself and tell us about the Make Time Institute and what, and what the purpose, the core, the core mission is? Yeah, our core mission is to help business owners grow their business while keeping their balance. Thank you. And how do they do that? What's the core? How do you do that? How do, how do entrepreneurs who are hell-bent on success do that and keep their balance? Yeah, that's a great question. This is something we've studied and actually wrote a book about called Achieving Balance. It was number one Amazon bestseller back in 2021. So it was a fantastic way of getting us uh, started and, and really researching how business owners struggle with balance because they're married to their business. They want a great balance, but they really struggle to pull away, break away, take time off, whatever you call it. And we found that the make time method really is putting your priorities first. What are the things that are most important to you? And we've interviewed over 750 business owners to this point now. Most business owners tell us they feel balanced when they're making time for those highest priorities. They know they're going to work. They know they're going to be there for their clients and their team. But if they have an ideal calendar and a schedule and can stick with it, they can actually grow even better when they have greater balance in their personal life. How do they decide on those priorities? How do they go about deciding what are those top priorities? Any advice around that? Yeah, I mean, the quick and the dirty is that most people already know what they should be doing. They just don't make the time for it. Um, you know, if I make an appointment to be with you on this, this recording, I'm going to show up. It's on my calendar. It's there. The reason why habits don't actually take place and, and the personal development doesn't, you know, actually work a lot of the times is because it's not calendared. It's not set aside. They don't make the time for it. Well, I, you know, I really value my, my health and I, I value my relationships. And then I'll ask somebody, well, show me how, how many times you take your wife out or when you go on vacations or how much time are you spending in the gym or, you know, focusing on eating healthy. They don't have it scheduled. So most people know what those priorities are. We have a whole system of prioritizing them out and finding uh, 10 areas in your life. What are the top three? And I find that when you do that exercise in the book, Achieving Balance, that you can very quickly. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know that that's true. I know that's right. But going through the exercise helps to formalize it a little bit better. Um, so I absolutely 100% recommend that exercise. But I think a lot of people, if I had to quote unquote, put a you know, gun to their head and say, Hey, what's the most important things in your life? They tell me it's typically family, it's their spiritual health and their physical health. And, and take a moment on your background and how you got into this world and how you made this your life's purpose, right, or one of your core life's purposes, I should say. Yeah, yeah, that, great question, Scott. So I started off as a financial advisor, really wanted to study money, figure that out. My parents raised me. They did a phenomenal job raising six children, five boys. It was a crazy fun time growing up um, in my household. And But, you know, the only thing that they really struggled with, I felt, is um, money. Money was tight. There was health issues that weren't covered under our insurance. And they really stressed my, my dad and my mom out. 
I remember thinking at like 14, I wanted to be a millionaire. <laughs> I, I thought, you know, if I could figure money out, I, I, I can make it all happen. And finding a career in financial planning, advising allowed me to learn about money, but also help others kind of give back. Well, I started to do that. I was about four years in when my wonderful father, um, he was 49 years old, died suddenly of a heart attack on his mountain bike. He was out enjoying himself. He he really wanted to try to have great balance in his life. Um, and unfortunately, a genetic thing that we all didn't know about showed up. And in one second, he was there. The next, he was gone. I remember being the financial advisor, having to try and help my parent, now my mom, um, with the estate. I was the oldest boy. And trying to figure all these things out and help her was a life-changing experience. So many things I don't have time to share, but one thing that happened is I really reflected on my father's life and what kind of a man he was. And the trajectory that I was on was not where I wanted to be. And I made a commitment then and there with God that I would change everything about my life if needed to be. And one of those was, uh, well, my health, my relationship with my, my wife, and we improved a lot of things, but also that led to I need to not only help my clients with the financial pieces of their life, their financial goals, but with all of their goals. And how do I do that? Well, as I got deep into that, I realized they all struggle with balance. They want growth in every area, but they struggle on balancing that. And so I made that my life's mission to say, okay, if I need to make this huge change, I was going to do it now. And uh, we left our financial planning business and started the Make Time Institute. Fantastic. And has this become full-time now, the Make Time Institute, or you still do financial planning or a mix of both? Tell us about that and, and, and tell us how you sort of schedule your time and look at your time. Oh, yeah. Sure, sure. So, no, I, I do this full-time. Do I help people with their money? Absolutely. Still, that is a part of you know achieving their goals. I'm just not the financial planner or the advisor and don't have licenses to do that. I really focus on this business and quite incidentally, a lot of my clients are financial advisors because <laughs> I knew that they struggled with work-life balance as uh, having been one myself. So a lot of my clients are there and they, they know the need is, is, uh, is crucial. In fact, most of my keynotes are for financial advisor firms and, and other related industries. I plan my life around the concept that I include in this book, Achieving Balance, uh, from the Make Time Method which is essentially create an ideal calendar that doesn't just take into effect the productivity and time management skills that we learned in the 80s and 90s, right, from great people like Covey and others um, and Tim Ferriss, but to actually take into effect all areas of your life, all 10 areas. So I have an ideal calendar that looks at, you know, the 168 hours in every week, and I mapped that out, and now it's just become a lifestyle. I work mm, four days a week, and I try to take about 16 to 18 weeks off, which is about you know four months or so, off every year. Just came back from Costa Rica uh, with my wife. We've been on month-long trips with our family. We really love that lifestyle. And what's crazy is people say, well, you can't do that and grow your business. Well, we doubled last year. We tripled the year before. Um, you can, you absolutely can. It just takes systems, processes, a great team uh, that can support you during this so that you can have that great balance. You can grow your business and keep your balance by having that ideal calendar. 
Thank you. And as you look at 2023, what are you most excited about this year? What are you most excited about? Oh, that's a great question. You know, there's a lot of things and there'll always be a lot of things in the world happening that uh, you can look and check the news and see this uh, financial catastrophe or this, um, you know, crazy thing happening, even in your neck of the woods, whatever local news that you see. I, I check that once in a while, um, but I really focus on kind of putting my head down and just looking at growth in every aspect of my life. How can I ignore the noise and really focus? And my connection with God is number one. My connection with my wife, relationship with her, and my physical health are number two and three. And, you know, if I don't take care of those relationships and, and those that time, I'm not going to have my balance, but I'm also not going to be able to enjoy what's going to, what is going to be a phenomenal year. 2023 is going to be phenomenal. In 2020, um, so many people, honestly, they put their head in the sand. They gave up. And I had the choice to do that or to uh, write a book. <laughs> we wrote a book and we've done a million in sales from that book since 2020. And we're, we're trying to um, do that in a year now with our new book called Balanced Growth that's coming out. And, you know, that's this whole concept of being able to give to be able to really um, help other entrepreneurs and business owners who have been struggling with their own balance while they're trying to grow their business. Um, they're really, the whole idea is in 2023 to give back to them, show them that it can be done from someone that started in the face of adversity, um, but uh, has, has improved and increased by growing a business organically. Um, it can be done. And so if you're out there and you're going, man, I, I want that type of growth. I want that lifestyle. I want to be able to truly not just take time off, but be away and enjoy life and delight in the time away. Um, that's exactly what we're trying to help business owners do. And we will continue to do through 2023. And, and take a moment, Dr. Perry, Travis, on, on this issue of head down plus open to ideas. How do you try and balance those two concepts of keeping your head down, focused on your 10 areas of life, the core priorities, um, God, wife, fitness, physical health, and, and, and then, you know, business and so forth, but also be open to new ideas. How do you mix this head down plus new ideas? How do you balance those two? You know, this is a great question. I was on a, on a trail with my wife. We were coming back from the biggest waterfall in Costa Rica. It's now Yaka Falls is apparently how they pronounce it. And we had this great experience. It was awesome. There was a little bit of an uphill incline, you know, and I was tracking it because I track everything on my watch and, and my heart rate and things. And it, it was a hot, sunny day, and it would just happen to be a stretch in the sun. I remember looking at my wife going, just keep your head down. <laughs> we keep our head up and we focus on what's in front of us all the time. It can be discouraging because we're looking at the challenge. If we put our head down, it's very difficult for our mind to actually see that we're going up even a huge incline. I've done this on my mountain bike. I've done this hiking. Um, the concept is very surreal, but it, it's a psychological concept of keeping your head down. And then once in a while, glancing up to see where you're at. You apply that towards any sort of goal, uh, business-wise, personal-wise, uh, fitness, relationship, any, anything out there, really, 
And if you are not tracking where you're going, what you're doing, and if you are constantly looking at the challenge ahead of you, you're going to be discouraged and you won't be able to look back and see what you've done and where you've come from. But I'm a firm believer, those that track are going to be able to um, improve a lot more uh, uh, you know, faster, efficiently than those who don't. And the ones who are putting their heads down, focusing on the now, being in the present, and occasionally glancing up to see where they need to go are going to fare much better. Um, how I do this is I, I simply say every week, every Sunday, you know, I'm a religious person, but I think the Sabbath means to stop, rest, delight. Um, and I, I think part of that is, is looking at what's going on in that week, in that period of time and saying, here's what I've got this week. Here's what I'm up against. Here's the long term. Here's me picking my head up. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, keeping my head down, right? Every month, I put my head up. And every year, put my head up. More than that, it can get too stressful. And you, you will likely not enjoy what you're doing, work, fitness routines, relationships. Um, when you're trying to improve things in life, I, I keep that weekly, monthly, yearly approach. Travis, I, I think that just is fantastic. I, I, I wanted to, and I, and I love the idea of, you know, sort of being able to take the time out on Sunday and then being able to focus on your own relationship with God. And then during the week, being able to really focus on what you're trying to focus on during the week. I think fantastic. Take a moment and tell the audience where they can learn more about you, about your book, about your upcoming book. Can you give the audience that? And then I promise we'll let you go. Dr. Perry, oh, tell us about the books and where people can find you. Yeah. So two things, you can go to our website, achievingbalancebook.com and you can get our book. It's going to be uh, cheaper than Amazon. And we've got some gifts for you there. So definitely go there and check it out. Um, the other thing that we're doing is we're doing webinars twice a month throughout this entire year. It's focused on balanced growth. So you can actually get the balanced growth content before the book has been written and launched, right? So we're going to be doing that later this year the actual official you know, book launch. But if you want to follow it and you want to join us on one of our webinars coming up soon, you can go to maketimeinstitute.com. So maketimeinstitute.com. Stay in touch with us there. Sign up for our next webinar. Um, but yeah, grab the book. Learn about achieving balance. Even if you have great balance, man, I've had clients come through um, who, or who uh, just read the book and have found five, 10 extra hours a week that they didn't realize was getting away from them. And what is that value to you? What would that value be to your, to your family, your friends, your own fitness? Um, and then how would that equate back to improved productivity in your own business? Um, so I, I love being able to give those as resources. So thank you, Travis. So let me ask you one last question. You don't have to answer this if it's too uncomfortable for you or too difficult a question, okay? For sure. Okay. When you have to build a team, do you start with Jim McMahon or do you start with Steve Young? <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. I like where you're going with this. Um, here's, here's my approach. I think every team, um, I, I like soccer, okay, but I get the football analogies. That's cool. It's fine. Uh, they're, 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 the root is the same. But I will say this, um, you know, any team has an offense and a defense. And growing up, I played soccer 
I played volleyball. I, I lettered both in, in, in high school and played some in, in college for intramural stuff. But the reality is I always, you know, would hear a good defense is a great offense. And so I lead with offense. I lead with growing the business and growing the offense. Offense is sales and marketing, right? If you're not good at sales and marketing, doesn't matter how great your product is. doesn't matter on the defensive side, your operations or your fulfillment is what I, I classify as the defensive yes, side. The execution side. Yes. It, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because nobody knows who you are. In fact, in 2020, I was right there. I mainly was marketing from stages. So when 2020 hit, uh, the toilet, the year of the toilet paper, um, I found very quickly that I had to pivot my marketing, not my coaching program, but my marketing. And so I wrote a book and in that, during that process, I brought the book out to the public before it was ever written and organically was able to grow the business and scaled it by three times in, in those last nine months. Once I got my head together, finally, I, that that would have bankrupted the business if I focused on improving my coaching or, you know, got yes. better systems. It does not make sense. You have to lead with Steve Young. You have to leave with the offensive side, um, regardless of, of McMahon or, or Young, um, you know, skills and abilities. I, I think the analogy I look, like to look at is take the offense, go that direction. And as you build demand, for what you do, that's when you hire others to help with operations, help with fulfillment. Um, one day, I won't be the guy doing all the coaching. I've already started to pick that out a little bit. But one day, I'll just be the author and speaker on stage, okay? Um, and everything else will be laid out. But, but until then, sales and marketing are my number one priorities. Thank you very much for joining us. I mean, you're you're a BYU grad, thus the Steve Young, Jim McMahon yeah, question as well. <laughs> I, I love the answer. Thank you so much for joining us today. What a, what a pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Perry, for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you, Scott.